get into gate episode 240, talking Stargate Atlantis. The gate is here today. My name's Mitch. Joining me, Brendan. Hello. Hello. And Maddie. What's up? What's up? going on, boys? Back to, uh, oh, back to Pegasus. So good. Back to some SGA. Just a great weird episode. It's oh really my one of the greats. Tell you what. Because I'm first time Atlantis watch. A long time SG1 fan, but first time Atlantis. And I just hit play. I didn't read what it was called. Didn't, didn't see the synopsis or anything. And, you know, it starts off what the person's kind of upside down. And I'm like twisting my head. I'm, I can't even wait the five seconds until the camera reveals who it is. <laughs> and then I see it was We Are. And just because of how like overly exposed it was and how slow and the music that we, I'm like, oh boy, Brendan's not going to like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was going to be We Heavy because of how it was set up in the first 15 seconds. And like yeah. it was, yeah, all We all day, baby. It's actually yeah. the best We episode. Okay. Really? Even more than Before I Sleep? Is that the porn one? That's the old old weird. Old, old lady. Old, old lady. She, okay, she rams herself at the CPM. Yeah, okay. That one's got time That is actually the best. Yeah. <laughs> if you read between the lines, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. If you, if you fill in your own headcanon deleted scenes. I just had this moment in my head, like, you know how Spider-Man has his spidey senses? Yeah. Mm. Weir has her, like, her hormone. Oh, God. Sen- like, she gets horny. But the, the Terminator... Theme plays. <laughs> That's when it, so whenever she sees a ZPM charging. Yeah. Tell us more, Elizabeth. So wrong. Oh. Well, on that, I did, I did, um, I did grab something in this episode that I thought Brendan would like. Elizabeth. John. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll just start montaging these babies up. Like, keep them coming. Keep them coming. So breathy. Yeah. John, John. John. It's like, it's like, it's like he's inside of her every time she says his name. Wow. That's, <laughs> cannot be unseen at that point, you know? <laughs> I tried to re- rephrase that, but I couldn't. Now, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Now, uh, Tori, uh, for this scene... Basically, the rest of the series, actually, whenever you say yeah. uh, John's name uh, <laughs> to, to, to John, um, try to imagine that he's inside you. Yeah. As he's entering you. As the moment. The moment. And, he's, impre- and, uh, and he's impressive, obviously. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Uh, he's absolutely. just past the threshold now. Okay. <laughs> well, um, Mitch, I don't know if you've got your synopses for this episode. But I've saved you the I've saved you the problem. Oh, good. I've saved you. Just um, I've got it here for you. Who is this? All American Rejects. Real world now. No one was thinking that. Look, just thinking. some great just early two thousands. Thinking the oh fucking YouTube ads. <laughs> Suck it, bitch. Ah, yeah. Everyone was listening to this <laughs> back in the day. Rainmaker. Talk about a rainmaker. <laughs> John. John. Talk about a domestic violence guy. And he's like, I want to push you around. Yeah. Well, I will. Yeah. 
coming back soon. I want to take you for grandma. <sighs> yeah. Um, was as the first timer, I, I had no idea what I was in for. I'm like, okay, so, I mean, you know, clearly the setup, we know it's not real. We haven't got halfway through season mm. three only to find out this has all been a dream, right? Mm. But uh, when she, I was li- listening to the specifics when she's like, I was sitting at my desk, you know, going through some files or the debrief or whatever it was, and that's the last thing I remember. And I thought, okay, so whoever has come and sort of taken over the joints or infect whatever, like it's clearly happened after that and it's affected your memory from that up until you met the alien race or what I was expecting it to be something we hadn't seen. So yeah. when we cut back like halfway through the episode and they're like, Oh, this is a, this is an after effect from the uh, Atlantis uh, replicators. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. This is a, you know, pseudo sequel to last week. And that's yeah, not well, at all as I was expecting. It was something uh, when we recorded that episode, Brandon and I, I think we tried to keep it away from you in the group chat, but we were like, this, in a way, it's a two-parter mm. in the same way that last season's Instinct and Conversion were a two-parter Yeah, when John got turned into an Aratus yeah. bug. And it's like, it's not a part one and part two. You can watch those separately, but we did them together as, mm. as one episode because it felt like it could be a full episode. But I felt like with this one, if we did real world as part of the two-parter, it kind of would have ruined the the twist for Mitch, yeah. you know, like if, if we, if we, if, if you'd watched those back to back, you probably would have figured out much earlier mm. on that it was replicators much earlier before they actually said, Oh, it's replicators. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Well, especially during that, I, I don't usually ask about what's going to happen in Atlantis in the future, but I know in that episode I was like, so anyway, tell me these guys are obviously coming back, right? We haven't heard a last. what about old mate that's stuck up? You're just sort of like orbiting the planet. You're <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we might see them again. Maybe <clears throat> not the, like literally fed from one end to the other. Cause yeah. especially if you're going to watch them as a, as a back to back and sort of cut the credits out, it would have been like, you know, him, sort of you know almost freezing over as he uh, as he's orbiting and then just cut to her you know waking up from a dream like it would have it would yeah. absolutely yeah so uh no Do you have a synopsis really... for this one i haven't got it with me i did not i did not we so... don't need it i played all american rejects that's all we need welcome to the real world the, the synopsis reads carl binder watched that one episode of buffy called normal again and then that those couple of episodes of deep space nine about benny russell and went i'm gonna write an episode exactly like that as simple as that. Because both those TV shows did this exactly the same in 98 oh, and yeah. 2002. Think, yeah, every show. Smallville mm. did it. Yeah, you're like, right, actually. So many shows do this. You're not actually Superman. Mm. Yeah. Dean Kent. Yeah, you're in a, you're in a um, mental institution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the actual synopsis I've got in front of me, Dr. Weir finds herself on Earth where, to everyone else, the Atlantis expedition was just her delusion. Mm. I think... I, I enjoy this episode. <laughs> it's got a not great rating on IMDb. It's kind of a, people kind of love it or hate. It's got a lot of 10 out of 10 reviews, and it's got a lot of like 1 out of 10 reviews. It's a 6.8 overall, mm. which comes in between last week. Progeny had an 8, and next week's or next uh, Atlantis's Common Ground, an 8.7. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's a real yeah. dip in between those two. I think, I think you've, A, you've got to be in the right frame of mind for it. I remember yeah. being, the first time I watched this, I remember being bored out of my mind. Mm. I was yeah. like, oh my God, what else is boring? I think because I've watched better episodes of this yeah, concept. Right. Mm. Plus, you always um, had the the concept of not liking the alternate characters, like yeah, there but from there but for the grace of God, you didn't care about the other people that Daniel went and saw. Mm. Therefore, these people aren't really like who cares exactly. And I think to me that the the one f- real big flaw in this episode was that first scene with O'Neill. 
with him. I mean, I know you could hide behind the idea that he was saying he didn't know anything about the, the SGC program because that was his denial kind mm. of thing. But I think if they'd leaned a little more into it, that that was our O'Neill yeah. and that he knew about the SGC. And even if he was like, Dr. Weir, you don't have that kind of security clearance or, you know, something yeah. or other to know that Jack was trying to keep the SGC a secret mm. from this woman in an insane asylum who doesn't have security clearance. But the way that it appeared, I don't mean, maybe, maybe yeah, that RDA, would have been a better, probably opening like RDA coming in and going, oh, I need to see this woman. I'm working for Homeland Security, yeah. Homeworld Security, whatever they're called, and he investigate. That's his job is to investigate people. Yeah, yeah or, ma- like or maybe that. maybe if they just tweak the writing where she had this mental breakdown, <clears throat> like right as we met Blonde Weir, where she was being briefed by the president about potentially taking over, mm. and, or something like that. So it's like it makes it feel more quote unquote real world yeah. because it's like because straight away I got the I'm like that's not our Jack that's not yeah. our O'Neill and it's like they're not they're not gonna um, you know redo the entire series based on the fact that if that O'Neill's not real then nothing in SG1 happened let alone Atlantis and it's like well they're not going to do that mm. so I think they needed to lean a little bit tighter into that O'Neill being quote unquote yeah. our O'Neill and I think it, than... it would have been a little more believable. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for my first time watch back in the day, I was like, oh, that's not our Jack, so this none of this is yeah. a thing. And it's a waste of Richard Dan Anderson. Like, that's how I feel. Like They could have used him for so, something way better. Well, they he filmed this the same time as 200. So when he came... I assumed that as much. Yeah. They but just the went, thing let's... is, it's like, well, can we, get, can we do something juicier with Jack? Can we get him in another SG-1? That would have been better than having him play this character. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like I said, if if they if they tweak the writing a little bit, I think it could have been really, really cool. Mm. I did like there was a really cool moment between him and uh, Weir that I really connected to, especially with dealing with you two in this room. <laughs> well, maybe you've got to work yourself back into playing shape. Spend a little time doing some short shifts before you jump up to the first line. I'm sorry. I don't know a thing about football. Nor hockey, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've never related to Weir so much in my uh, life. Actually, what... I had no idea what he was saying either. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said that, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> gotcha. I know because I'm like, I don't know hockey enough either, but oh, yeah. clearly enough the uh, the footy thing. But what I like about scenes like that, the way that he delivered that, is very much our our O'Neill. Yeah, the way that he's even like I I trust that you've edited out an extra couple of seconds of breath at the end. Oh no, no I thought I thought there was a lot longer between her saying that and him walking and. Or hockey, apparently. Like I, I actually thought there was a lot, a lot longer there. That's yeah. that's my memory. That's well, funny. Yeah, it, it makes um, sense because the replicators created him out of her memories yeah, of him. That's I mean so, clearly yeah. like this is taking place or supposed to take place. How do they know so much about hockey? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. We must hang on a second. <laughs> Wait a minute, Carl Binder. <laughs> wow. I mean, you could like uh, try that, you know. There Carl, is no reason. No, Carl mm. might try and explain that it's something. Well, she that's, saw it in a yeah, subconscious. Yeah, it turns deep, out yeah. Simon is actually a massive hockey fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't didn't think about that, but I just thought mm. like the fact that where this is supposed to take place, and it's before she was ever part of the SGC and 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 all the clearance that she would have needed. But how well did she know O'Neill then to like 
really grasped what type of sense of humor that he had and like mm. how dry he was, how condescending he might be at times or whatnot. So when he delivers lines like that or when he comes in and, and where he goes from being quite serious general guy to being, you know, jokey military guy who doesn't take anything so seriously because he's seen some like really dangerous shit going out in the world. So everything on earth is kind of small in comparison. She was able to nail his sort of characterizations along the way, mm. but clearly didn't really know him that well because they hadn't dealt with each other. Well, as far as we're led to believe it, I guess at this stage, pre-joining. Well, I think there's a lot of anything. when she was in charge of of SGC, mm. she always used to talk about how she spoke to General O'Neill on the phone or something. Yeah, she, yeah, I, and obviously there was the handover, like in in Rising, like she's basically reporting yeah. to him once one, like because at the end of what was it, the beginning of season. Eight, what was that rec- not reckoning um when uh when jack creates the the anti-replicator gun yeah whatever that whatever remember. that was called um called. uh that's when she basically says oh well you're the boss now like, yeah you're you know and he's, so and then obviously there was the time between that episode ending and rising beginning where i think they worked together quite well and because they had they had a pretty good rapport at the start of rising yeah um so it just depends on whatever you're in canon there's a lot of off-camera stuff yeah yeah whatever in your mind happened you know how long it was between those two episodes yeah. and how long they worked together because mm. they were pretty um, familiar in rising and it's like he he made his he, he almost made her be the leader of Atlantis, and then he then his next job was to get Shepard. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, and you know that's how he, I think of it. He, you mm. know, he rolled the champagne. Like I, w- yeah, that's right. Hammond never would have rolled that big giant thing of champagne no, through. That's through classic Jack. Like, that's a Jack thing. <laughs> Hilarious. You know? Um. So yeah, I I think they they probably have a pretty good working rapport. Mm. Um. But obviously, yeah, in the, in the time since the the shows began, that we are in the real world has gone back to the SGC. Obviously, now it's um. Uh, General Laundry, Laundry mm. um, that she's working with, but great I, man, <laughs> great man. But I think I think she might have mentioned him in one of the things back. Like she spoke to him about um, at at, at um, Homeworld Security and stuff mm. like that. So yeah, I would buy that they have a good a good working relationship. Yep, and right. it's kind of yeah, it's it's current Weir with the knowledge she has of mm. Jack creating a Jack from two years ago that doesn't really have a good rapport with her, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, What do we think about the speed of which, um, you know, she quite clearly didn't believe it and she would go from, you know, the the doctor telling, hey, this is is not real. What you think happened didn't actually happen, Mm. you know, and then she's like, okay, well, it it did. And he says, okay, then uh, O'Neill comes along. She's like, hey, hey, can you just clear this up? Like, obviously I work for the government and part of the Atlantis thing. He's like, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, Back to the doctor, and she kind of accepted it within a conversation. Okay, I'm I'm done with this guy. He's not listening. I'll go back to somebody else. Mm. But then I felt like, in a in a mature way, in a in a in a reasonable way, she came to accept what they were telling her to be the truth. Not like not for good for the rest of the episode, but in that moment, it was like, okay, well, these people. It's like, hang on, it probably does seem ridiculous that. I've been in space for the last two years in another yeah. galaxy. I mean, I've got these memories, but they're also telling me that I had a very real world thing happen to me that Nareem died. Nareem, right? That was the boyfriend <laughs> that yeah, died? Simon. Yes, yes, Simon. Yep. That, uh, that, that Simon died and that we had a car accident. I've been here for only a couple of weeks and that I've just imagined all these little, little people that I've met mm. along the way that had we had these big sort of fanciful adventures along the way. 
Yeah, okay. And she, I, I think it was a scene where she was sitting outside just going, holy shit. Like, I Plus, just she was in a lot of pain from the nanites and, like, yeah. in yeah. the real, real world. And they, <laughs> they did a good job, I think, you know, they brought in her mum. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. weirdly, they had the same hairdo, which I thought was weird. <laughs> I don't know a single daughter who wants to have the same hair as her mum. Um, uh, well, I do, but they're not, they're, <laughs> not a, they're not a couple to aspire to. Yeah, no, yeah. neither um, is we. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think the thing that really pushed her over the edge in terms of was that really creepy scene where, like, the the movement under the under the oh, bed yeah. sheets and the thing and the face coming out cool. of the wall like that was all really really well done and I think it was just her her fear of that what I think they they lacked in there is it's like she had that really scary moment mm. but then she's not taking her pills she doesn't succumb to it until the next day mm. I think in the same way when Daniel was crazy in the padded room we spent a lot of time with him I think if we'd spend a little more time with Weir in that night of her just being terrorized mm. for an entire night with these things coming out of the walls and stuff like that. And it just broke her down to the point where she kind of just gave up and just went, give me the pills. Yeah. I think that that could have been hit a little bit harder. Yeah. Having said that, I actually did like that, again, maybe a mature decision. She is who she is. She's got an important job or had come from an important role and she wants to get back to that world. Mm. And if she's sick, she wants to get better. If she's injured, she wants to heal. That she went, okay, yeah, I'll take the pills, sure. And then... Afterwards, it's like no, something's no, something's not yeah. right. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna pour them down the sink. Okay, great. But then later on, she's like, no, no, I'm gonna start taking the pills again. But then decided. So I actually, I, I believe yeah. that that was a very real world type reaction to this. That she couldn't trust what someone else was saying, and so then she realized she couldn't trust what yeah. maybe she was thinking because these are. This is a doctor. This is a professional. This is a general. Like he's a bit of an idiot sometimes, but mm. you know he's a general in the military that she's doing this work for. So she could never quite trust one side of the story yeah. uh, over the other. And so actually, I I, I bought that. Yeah. Um, the moment I knew that she was really crazy though was when they let her go home mm. and she goes to go to bed and she gets in the left side of the bed <laughs> yes. to then sleep on the right side what of the bed. Psychopath. Oh, I'm like, that is psychotic. What a psychopath. She's absolutely lost her mind at that point. Nobody <laughs> did ever she have does a, that. What did, she didn't have a dog or anything, right? It was like, yeah. It was something. That's there her, was a dog, right? Yeah. That's her real life dog, actually. So oh, okay. um, that's Sedgwick. He was also in the pilot. Like He was, Great. At, he was at her house in... <laughs> what? Great news. <laughs> Oh, I, I thought you were saying Great Sedgwick, because that was kind of Great something. Sedgwick. Yeah, so that was uh, he was in the pilot, and then they brought her back for this. I uh, brought Sedgwick back for this episode. So yeah, okay. that's that's. So that's the only thing that I could have brought it back. She kind of crawled over to give the dog a hug, but yeah, she laid so, on. No, because the, okay, the, dog, so the dog was on the right side of the bed. I guess depending on what you're looking at, like, do you determine the right side of the bed as you're looking at it, or as, as I'm lying? Well, in as, it? as I'm looking as at a, it. Oh, okay. I'd. Either right, way, so, so she yeah. hopped into the bed on on camera on, left. On the l- yeah, yeah. On oh, the far side, like if the camera's looking at her, oh, she, camera right. she got into bed, camera right. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, crawled yes. over, over the bed the and over the dog. Yeah, like because the dog was sleeping mm. at the edge of the bed and then slept. Yeah, okay. uh, like camera left over yeah, the yeah. Oh, on top of the covers. Yeah, yes, where, where, that was see, I where all the moonlight fully was beaming cl- right yeah, in yeah. her face. I missed the right to left, yeah. left to right thing because I was more focused on the idea. I'm like, it is night time, right? Like, yeah. And she even said to the dog, oh, I'm home. This is so good. I'm comfortable. Mm. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. And then like crossed her arms across her chest like she was you know, at her, at her own funeral and then went to sleep and I'm like, why? You st- like, I get the idea of watching an American like teenager in a movie just jump into bed with their shoes on at the end yeah. of the day and their jeans yeah. and their like big baggy shirt or something. It's another thing for like you know a woman at her age, a professional, yeah. <laughs> to get back and to her get in, full, get in. Oh no, well, she dressed in flannies. She sort was of, in pajamas, like, in yeah, pajama-ish, like right? Pajama but then pants. to get in and and have no interest in 
like getting under the blanket. Yeah. Now I'm again, and I don't I know what the temperature think, was like in the room, but it just seems odd to me. I also think she may <laughs> may have even put a glass of water down on the bedside table on the, on the far other side. side. <laughs> yes, there was something like that. Yeah, it was something I thought it was like a remote. That. Yeah, it was a glass. But you know her pills weren't working because the the later <laughs> on, like if when she's in the um insane asylum. She all her pills are white, mm. and then when she's at home and she has that moment where she looks in the mirror and her face is gone, and yeah. she's just like, and she drops her pills. Yeah, they're all brown. Yeah, if you look closely, Ooh. they're jelly beans. They're jelly. Belly, oh, really? They're jelly belly jelly beans. <laughs> the only thing I I can ones. think of is because it was like white tiles and a white wall. They needed a contrast. They didn't want white pills falling yeah. down. So maybe they've changed it at the last minute. Mm. But if yeah, if you freeze frame it, um, she yeah she had an orange uh, tablet um. Capsule thing just full of jelly bellies. Wow. <laughs> I guess cola flavored ones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that no was actually what. a really cool effect. Um the faceless face. That was like quite a scary looking Yeah. Well, I mean Yeah, I've just seen it on so many shows and movies be- mm, before. Yeah. They do the same thing where you you kind of see them through the glass yeah. and then they come through the wall or the sheets like that. Yeah. It yeah, was well only- done in terms of physically how they did the effect but yeah so i've seen this I'm so many times they, it they becomes in, annoying mm. they brought in a new director for this paul zilla mm. he's like a first first and last that's it this is the only episode of stargate he ever does i'm wondering if maybe he he has done some horror films or something like that mm. and that's why they brought him in to to know how to do that kind of stuff i did look him up on imdb and it's like the first the last 10 things he've do, he's done have been like Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah, so right. I didn't. I didn't sort of scroll any further past that. I was like, "That's terrifying enough." Um, so yeah, because yeah, it all did seem very kind of classic horror film kind of stuff, which is good because Stargate's never really done that. Like, mm. yeah, you know? not really. It hasn't had like it's probably maybe had chances, but yeah, yeah, not not in a setting like this, especially. Yeah, like I compare this a lot to was it. Legacy or whatever it was where Daniel was, mm. was crazy in the padded room. And, you know, I, Peter DeLuise directed that one. And that had some quite eerie moments in those, you know, long mm. push-ins, like through the padding and stuff up to Daniel's face and all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, that was better. Was, that was, was done better. That was more like a like a psychological thriller where this was more like trying to be a horror. or like And you, you know, saw it go thing. into him as well. So you're like, yeah. well, you know it's something... And the first one, mm. the first one got me uh, when she's talking to Jack in the open area of um, of the hospital, oh, where all of a sudden head. head <laughs> oh yeah, that was, was good. Like, oh, that got me. I was, you know, sort of sitting there having a drink or something. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, like, what you got to do is bore your audience for ten minutes <laughs> and then scare the. <laughs> <laughs> and because it was Jack, I feel like when Richard Dean Anderson walks onto the onto the set, right? And maybe because we haven't and seen what him do very I do? much, it do just sort of, do this awesome <laughs> movement. But it just sort of like I don't know. It lowered, you know, your insecurities about the yeah. scene. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um. And because it seemed like this is all in her head, so it's more about okay, what's the truth and what's not, rather than yeah. we're actually going to see some physical things that are going to scare the shit out of us. And I think that's why I wish that. Not that I've been a bit more aware, but I wish I could remember when once they revealed that, hey, she's seeing some things, you know, like that that hidden person behind the door, like that was Shep. Like it was basically yeah. her visualization of someone trying to tell her that what she was seeing wasn't yeah. right. And yeah, something's it's like when you're wrong. dreaming and you hear your alarm go off or something like that, yeah. and the alarm becomes part yes. of the dream. And that's why, like, seeing those moments earlier on where you do see a figure behind the glass, and I think because it was like a tall guy looking like with dark hair, I actually assumed it was going to be Simon. 
early on and then when they're like oh no simon's dead and then i'm like okay well she's still seeing that guy and that might be her representation that something's not right but mm. then with this thing under the sheets and then all this stuff that's going i'm like okay what kind of horror thing are we going for what aliens are these and then when it's like no no no, this is um the the replicators and that's actually a visualization of of shepherd or whoever they're telling her hey she's going to be okay come back to us blah 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 and i'm like oh i wish i would have I kind of wish to go back and watch it again, knowing that, so I can sort of see what they were trying to go for from a yeah. writing or a directing sort of yeah. Um, a point. Yeah. Speaking of the replicators, this is something that we spoke about. Well, I spoke about um, in the last Atlantis episode about how would they talk about how these um, replicators are more organic. Mm. So have a listen to this. This is a little bit that I grabbed from the episode about... It's almost like the, the Neom replicator isn't organic, but they were able to make organic uh, rep, uh, nanites out of Elizabeth's body material and they they were the ones that became not susceptible to the emp mm. carson you might be an absolute oh no we didn't get them all how is that possible i don't bloody know they've been using organic material to replicate which has rendered them immune to the impulse so now what yeah so that's it's the kind of bit of jargon yeah it's, that's the bit that confused me because it's like well that makes sense if they were i mean i think the the Atlanteans never intended these replicators to become human form. They're only ever supposed to be nanites. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense that those nanites were able to consume um, organic material, being Elizabeth's internal organs or muscle mm. tissue or whatever, um, to replicate to basically destroy her because they would do they they're doing what they're programmed to do, what they were supposed to do to uh, the wraith. So that makes sense. I just don't understand how... Well, I thought they were just trying to take over her mind. Yeah, but... Because they put the... What did they put in her? A cyst or something yeah, from they a put wraith? A, they put a wraith tumour in her. And then... <laughs> that was weird. It's a little yeah. tumour. Yeah. A wee little tumour. Yeah. A wee tumour. I didn't um, worry about it. But then the nanites came to that. Yeah. That's why I'm like... And then they're like, oh, okay, let's try and take over the host. That's what it was kind of like to me. Well, no, so so they were already taking because if you uh, earlier on in the episode, um, Shepard says, "Oh, let's just use an EMP." Yeah, and Carson says, "Oh, we can't because they're they're they've taken over important functions of her brain, mm. and if we just hit it with an EMP, she'll die because yeah. her brain will stop functioning." So they use it was a bit of a weird thing to okay, we're going to use a wraith tumor to draw those nanites away, put it in her leg, assuming they've stopped performing whatever function they were performing in her brain or repair it so that her then... brain would then take over its own functions mm, and then mm. they hit it with an EMP but Neom's original nanites that she was infected with were all taken out by that EMP so mm. they were cybernetic or whatever which let her get back on top yeah but then the other rep the other nanites that were left in her body were organic because mm. they were made out of her they were the ones in that grade where they say they they were weren't susceptible to the EMP because they were organic mm. and made out of Elizabeth's own cells. So to me, that's where I get confused, where I go, okay, so potentially could could a, a, a nanite basically eat a person from the inside out and have a, a, a full uh, human form Asuran replicator come out of Elizabeth that would be made completely out of her cells? Like, mm. I don't, I don't know what... So that's why this, this whole organic um, replicator thing I always find a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's a bit on. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Mm. I mean, like I said, it makes sense 
as a nanite wanting to consume organic material because that's how they how the Atlanteans thought they were going to kill the wraith, mm. which makes sense because all the wraith technology is like bicentennial kind of man stuff. is the closest thing I can think of. Yeah. From oh God, some, I haven't seen that in from forever. something that's completely metal and robotic, and and not organic in nature mm. yeah. becomes essentially human. Like organic matter. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what else could. Oh, I've well, seen. I guess uh, I'll go to that's one for this, but um, Picard, <laughs> Picard did it with like, they have these new, like, oh, they're synthetic androids or whatever. And I'm like, uh, how is that different from a normal android? Normal android. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand that stuff. So, yeah, that's. Well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's one. <laughs> only because you asked for I felt bad about that one. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, a fun bit of trivia. Honestly, I did. A fun bit of trivia. Um, obviously, you mentioned the Doctor earlier, Mitch. Mm. Alan Ruck. Yes. Who is the second Spin City cast I know, member right? They're going to gonna get in, everyone in. In Atlanta. Michael J. Fox season. will be in next week. Yeah. Fucking shaking the place down. And obviously, Alan Ruck, most well known for his most famous role as Captain Harriman of the USS Enterprise B in Star oh, Trek Generation. Wow. Why did you ask for a very early. Wow. He's out for a Golden Globe this week. Um, he he lost out to a cast member, a fellow cast member from Succession. But he like it's funny. Oh. He pops up, and I still like I watch four seasons of Succession, and he pops up, and I'm like, hey, Cameron, yeah, from Ferris Bueller, yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, he's he's excellent in Succession. So like, yeah, just timing of the podcast. Watching this episode was like a couple of days after the fact that he was up for an award. What else? He was in something else in between those that was pretty successful as well. Yeah, Generations. No. Easy. <laughs> that wasn't successful. Easy. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going through. Oh, he was in Twister. Yeah, Twister, Speed. Twister. He was in, oh, yeah, he was in Twister. Twister. That's, That's right. the one that I was what? thinking. Yeah, he was in Speed. I don't remember him yeah, he's in, in Speed. A lot. He was just one of the passengers. But yeah, remember, Oh, of course he was. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I remember, yeah, because yeah. him, him and... Um, I was guy, in Justified. The guy that passed away with three names. What's his name? Who was in Twister as well? Oh my god, this you oh, just three hit, names. Up, hit you me know? up a home run and I just can't oh. think of a name. I, I know a guy from two names. <laughs> no, the guy with three names that he uh, he oh, was Phil Simmer Hoffman. Phil Simmer Hoffman, mm. yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he and Alan Ruck were like were a duo in, 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 that. in Twister, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Sequel's coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, that'll be interesting. God, sequel yeah. slash not a sequel, not a not a Brit. It's very confusing yeah. what it is. It's called Twisters. Yeah, one and of apparently um, about the daughter of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt's character, but also has nothing to do with the first one. Like, yeah. What are we doing, guys? How could it? Yeah. Not. Yeah, I exactly. Um, I saw is it one of the one of the local um, <laughs> cinemas cinemas here. What's mm. the the one with the purple lounge? What's it called? Uh, New uh, Farm. New Farm. Yeah. They did a post the other day and it's like, oh, here's the the upcoming, you know, movie release for the next six months, and it's like of the thirty movies they put up there. It's like two of them were originals, and the rest were just either yeah. remakes or sequels yeah. or Moana things. Like, yeah, things. I, I was joking that that would be a good idea. I'd yeah. do Terrible a idea. Well, it'd be it'd be a great idea in ten years, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, guys, give, just give it a minute. Yeah, like it's where the point where you could still. I mean, so the Rock could probably come back and still play Maui in ten years, whereas yeah. I, Auli, I I can't pronounce her name properly, but the girl who did the voice and singing for uh, for Moana. She's still of an age where everyone's like, is she gonna? Is she coming? She's not. She's not coming, but she could. But she could because she's young enough that she'd right. probably still play mm. a teenager, you know. And you know, like otherwise, I don't even know who they have. They even cast that. I don't know, but it's, it's like it's happening. It's so soon. And I love Moana. I love mm. Moana, but it's like might be a bit too soon, guys. You know. I just want them to um, uh, 
keep the casting really true mm. and get um old mate who did the voice of the chicken. Oh, what's his name? James Earl Jones. No, <laughs> from <laughs> the guy from Sri I am the chicken. Um, oh, Alan. A- uh, Alan Tudyk. Did he do the voice of the chicken? Yeah, he was the chicken. The chicken didn't even do anything. Though, did yeah. he? Oh, there's like, recording sessions that'll say of very him just talking. Of him just going. Bark, bark, bark. He's fully. I am grooting it the whole oh way. Just. Bark, 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 bark. So I, I want what? Him, I want him in the chicken suit. I'm grooting <laughs> it. I'm grooting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the no, casting... he does the stop motion for the chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's he would. Still, he totally would. He's still not in it. Yeah, and the but pig. he's in it. And the pig. <laughs> <laughs> what a motion capture, whatever it's called. And then Jermaine Clement comes along and does the motion capture for a giant crab. That would be amazing. <laughs> Reprises that role. Oh God. Hey, um, uh, in the last scene where. Uh, Weir and John are like chatting at the end. Did you guys notice? I think the... I got a cutscene of that. Did oh, you no. guys notice the? <laughs> <laughs> the only way this show it could be any better is if it, her name was like Sarah Weir, yes. yeah, or it was Elizabeth Connor in the Terminator film. The only way it could have been better. Um, but I don't know. You guys are more the movie nerds than I am, but. The audio sounded really weird to me. It sounded like their voices were being recorded off their actual earpiece mics that they wear in the show. Mm. Which always it, seemed too far away. I know how spit mics work, but they just yeah. look, they look too small They're to like be right in the to middle. Me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's Because it's, um, Sea Patrol did that as well, because in the later oh, seasons, oh, look they at would that. wear... Oh, boy. They would wear that as well, and you could tell because I mean, you the could... the fact that you've mentioned this is Star Trek adjacent. It's, it's the Star Trek on the waters. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so where, what do they wear? The, similar things. Yeah. They have like the, he, the, when they're out on like a, on a boat mission. They're all hand-me-downs from America. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're wearing <laughs> their literally. little, their little headpieces with the little mic, little Gwen Stefani mics yeah. coming down the side. Um, Britney you can, Spears. You can hear like smacking of their lips. And, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, in this scene, you can hear John, you, I'm pretty sure you can hear his nose, like his nostrils breathing. Mm, mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, Especially because he's got like it looks like he's just shaved like maybe last night like there's a yeah. touch of growth there and I'm just looking at that mic and this is like me just like yeah. I just keep yeah. going, why I are those swear. mics not just always doing this because it, he's it's so close but yeah. so far away from his mouth I'm like oh, we knew that on Zoom that was annoying yeah, yeah. Zoom to mm. be fair though John always looks like he's just shaved yesterday it's like yeah. it's like we're only ever seeing him every second day because mm. mm. <laughs> he's oh, always just. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That one was accidental. I just <laughs> can't do it. Thought it was me for a second. Um, yeah. But something I did like in the last scene is, um, and we haven't heard it in a while. I can't. Yeah, the last time I definitely remember it was like the end of season five after Daniel died, and then we had that episode with the Asgard and, and Osiris and all that kind of stuff. And there's that scene right at the end where like the the remaining three of, of SG one go into the lift and like Jack stops and there's like the breeze of wind in the oh, in yeah. the corridor or whatever and we get what I always call the poignant piano, um which is what we got at the end of this episode mm. when we is like John oh. don't yeah John don't, don't was joke. a good one don't John Oh, there's no don't, John. No, that was before that. That's she like has oh, that, and then she just stops. That's and annoying. I, just, I really was gonna play with that. It was, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't give you the ammunition. <laughs> uh, 
Can you just play the music then? Okay, okay, here we go. We'll just oh god, this it. is going to be the pan flute all over <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. I've got the pan flute in front of me, but I've got this too. So John and Elizabeth are going at it, and he pulls out and tries to go down the back entry. Get out of the way, John! <laughs> Get out of the way, John! <laughs> Didn't mean to double that. Uh, neither did he. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, don't, uh, John. Already said. Yeah. Did you like the moment though? I thought it was pretty cool um, at the start of the episode when she like takes out that orderly, like just like can beats the shit out of him mm. to try and get through the door. I didn't see that. Really? Because that that orderly kind of tilk. It's a tilk game. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was trying to she was trying to like sneak out, and there was like one orderly over there looking at her. Like after she had the conversation with Jack, there was one orderly looking at her there, eyeing her, and then she goes to walk towards this door, sort of to the side, and another orderly steps in. And that's Bam Bam, the stunt coordinator, mm. who was also the goggle wraith from Satita. Remember the, the wraith oh. we gave shit to wearing oh, yeah. the goggles? Same dude. Mm. And, and the shitty Oakleys. And like <laughs> backhands him and he goes flying. It was so good. I love that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. she have superpowers? <laughs> well, no, it's all happening in her mind. But what, see, what I like to think is, you know, you always talk about how she's the greatest... Um, uh, diplomat and negotiator and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, I didn't say she is. She claims, well, to, claims be. to be. She claims to be. But well, she couldn't negotiate a way out of this this moment. No. So she's like, well, I have to I have to be action girl. I have to be Sarah Connor for real this time. Mm. And what I like to think... She just sucks at a job. <laughs> well, no, what I like to think is that she's taking a page out of what I think is going to be her greatest hero and mine. When diplomacy fails, there's only one alternative. Oh, God. Violence. Violence. Force must be applied without apology. That's mm. what John said. It's the Starfleet way. <laughs> I can't believe you played that over her saying it's the Starfleet way. I just way. opened my phone yeah. and it's, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, that was that was her being Captain Janeway. That's my, that's three. I'm done. What are you, what are you doing, man? Hey, that guy said if I don't use the, the opportunities when I have it, it's a, waste, it's a wasted episode. You could have done that like... I mean, uh, maybe we're finished. I don't know. Like we're guy. finished. Okay. Well, then the episode... Mitch, end the episode, then. <laughs> 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 Maddie's finished. Let's the end it. The line has to be drawn here. This far and no further. Well, so, um, well, that's a shame for you, Maddie, because I was about... Like I said at the start, I think this is actually the best weird episode, Mitch. Yeah. I'm only talking to you now. Yeah. I mean, the, like... Um, he, he hasn't he hasn't hammered Weir at all. And now that you're th- not there to defend her, like... Yeah. We've got heaps of time left. It's so good now. <laughs> so, <laughs> the best part about this episode is that Weir wasn't in charge of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? I mean, because I'm, I'm like, no, this is actually good. Jack, Jack's like, I don't know who you are. Mm. You're in an insane asylum, you know. And we got finally got a military. Shepard's in charge of <laughs> yeah. Atlantis. We're actually doing fine now. Although then he's making rash decisions when he's like, there's not, he just like dives into the containment room. They're like, what are you doing? And he just runs in like, she might infect you. Just grabs her on the arm. It's like, get him out of here. Put him into isolation. And you know, we'll yeah. But why did stuff. why did he grab? Why did they grab him out? That was the dumb thing for me mm. because it's like. The idea of him grabbing her so the nanites transfer to him. And as far as I'm aware, once he's touched her, then he gets infected. So why are they rushing? Just leave him in there now. We should get infected. Like, the idea wasn't that, but, like, I guess that should happen. But, like, for me, I'm like, okay, so if he... Not that they know what's going on inside her head, but the idea of, like, oh, if I grab her, then she'll definitely know that I'm there with her or something. Is Like, it'd be different if they go, hey, she's got this, you know... 
re- weird like role play thing going on in her head. If you establish physical touch, she will manifest a, visual- a visualization of you in her own mind, and you'll be able to communicate with her. Like it was just like yeah, it was very vague, dumb luck happening all over the place. I was fine with it because, like you said, we've Makes seen sense. we've seen this sort of stuff <laughs> so happen so many times. Yeah, John ignoring quarantine again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep him down, man. You can't keep him down. I mean, with this, because usually we see a lot of these episodes, and I haven't seen even like you know, I would definitely seen the Smallville one or something. But like we see this sort of stuff all the time, and usually when this sort of stuff happens, it's the main or the character in um, in focus. It's their way of dealing with something or you know coming to a you know a realization or or whatever. Like if it was weird, it was about her maybe really taking charge of the expedition or believing that she had the you know the balls to be able to do the job or something like that it was it wasn't about her dealing with something with her own head it was just an attack on her for 38 minutes of a 41 minute episode so i was fine again I, I didn't not like the episode i just find it weird it wasn't like her character developed by the end of the infestation that she had going on whereas usually when we see these sort of things it's a character coming to terms mm. with something in their own head and, and coming out of their dream state or their near-death experience or whatever it might be, somewhat of a changed person. Yeah. Whereas we didn't she get that. should have yet. resigned as the leader of Atlantis. <laughs> Wait and see. Because that's what, you know, you would have come to a realisation, I actually am shit. <laughs> I actually am oh, shit geez. at this job. <laughs> you know, like, I have gone through this experience and I've felt something in myself. Mm. I'm yeah, not. I'm not. I am not good enough for this job. <laughs> I'm actually shit at it. I'm actually really shit. If you go back and look, watch the last three episodes of last season, I make horrible decisions, <laughs> putting us in the place that we are today. <laughs> I mean, maybe if she didn't go to the planet last week, we wouldn't be dealing with the replicators. I, I mean, know, hey, yeah, hey. right. Or maybe Shh. it would be so much worse. I need to be a diplomat, and first thing I'm going to do is insult the fat bald one because he's not hot. John, where are you? <laughs> I liked that O'Neill. What did O'Neill say? Atlant. He didn't like the Donovan song Atlantis. Mm. Donovan. Donovan song Atlantis. Yeah, right. I don't know who they are. No. I listened to it. It's fucking weird. Okay. I don't want to play it. I was going to say no sounds of Stargate this week. No, no, it's shit. Okay. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because it's like a in, an Easter egg. I yeah. play the opening. It's mm. not part of the song, but it's like an intro, a long intro. Not. It was just interesting to see that they've they've placed this Easter egg in for us to go and have a look at. Mm. And I wonder if anybody actually has. The continent of Atlantis was an island <laughs> which lay before the Great Flood in the area we now call the Atlantic Ocean. So great an area of land that from her western shores... Those beautiful sailors journeyed to the South and the North Americas with ease in their ships with painted sails to the East Africa was her neighbor it's like Ricky across a short street <laughs> yeah. of sea miles David Brent Africa the great Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture. The antediluvian kings colonized the world. All the gods who play in the mythological dramas and all legends from all lands were from fair Atlantis. See, that's kind of like mm. SG-1 in a way. 
that bit. Knowing her fate, Atlantis sent out ships to all corners of the Earth. On board with the, the galaxy. The yeah, kind of. If you have, if you have forty-seven, 47 minutes. <laughs> minutes to waste, you can listen to that. That's like the idea of your him, own time. Put that together, but he's and it just ends. He looks at his family. Go. So your thoughts? And it's like it's, it's good. It's, I mean, it's different, isn't it? Isn't it? Who came up so, with the lyrics? Wow. Well, like, did they? Where, how did that come to you? It wow, does, that's amazing. It does eventually crack in the song. Atlanta was a city, landlocked, hundreds of miles from the area we now call the Atlantic Ocean. Yet so desperate the city's desire for tourism that they moved offshore, becoming an island and an even bigger delta hub. Until the city overdeveloped and it started to sink. <laughs> Knowing their fate, the quality people ran away. Ted Turner, Hank Aaron, Jeff Foxworthy, the guy who invented Coca-Cola, <laughs> magician, and the other so-called gods of our legends. Though gods they were, and also Jane Fonda was there. The others chose to remain behind on their porches with their rifles and one day evolve into mermaids and sing and dance and ring in the new. Hail Atlanta! Atlanta. The magician? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wouldn't it take millions of years to evolve into mermaids? Normally, yes. But the caffeine really sped things up. <laughs> that stuff's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Futurama. So good. Get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate. Stargate podcast. Get into it now before it's too late. 